From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. What is up, everybody? It is Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, coming to you from Orlando, Florida. Coming up on today's show, talk a little bit more about Braden Fisk and just, you know, giving you guys a show around the holiday season because Corey wants to grind. Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, Tallahassee, Florida. It is now Wednesday, Corey, so Ooh. it is the, the pressed ham sandwich. Right, there you go. Swiss, nice. horsey sauce. Get your favorite side dish, straight fries, curly fries, side salad. Curly fries sounds really good right now for some reason. And they have good ones. And they have good ones there. Believe that. Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. Don't forget tomorrow, Thursday. uh, You know, I guess maybe bingo can coincide with halftime. Will they not do bingo since there's a football game, Corey? They definitely know bingo will not be taking place during the Florida State game. It's a Florida State. It's a sports bar first and foremost. So they will will definitely uh, have the Florida State game on Thursday. Um, So, yeah, if you can't can't be down here watching it live – Mm. Um, watching this very likable team live, mm. then uh, then watching at Corner Pocket, man, on the big Vegas wall. Uh, speaking of likable, Jeff Cameron, Tom Lang, yourself, Ira, to a lesser extent myself, will be hanging out mm. at Harry Buffalo, not the, but just Harry Buffalo, over on Church Street here in downtown Orlando from about 3 to 4 o'clock. But the Jeff Cameron Show will be originating live from said yeah. bar from 1 to 3 o'clock. So. Come on out, support the uh, the program, hang out with some dudes that you like in real life and just see how much cooler we really are. How much better looking we are in real life, too. True, true that. And then the block party afterwards. Jake Owen? Jake Owen's going to be strumming an acoustic guitar, Aslan. Look, I'm not a country fan. I don't know any of his songs, but I know he's a big deal, would legitimately. Good, would this be a good time for maybe somebody to get on a knee, ask somebody a really important question about you know life plans together with Jake Owen, Florida State, mm. block party? Uh, well, yeah. I, I love you, girl. You're yeah, my little girl. Oh, is that your song you wrote for the high schooler <laughs> back in the day? <laughs> no, don't, no. Be, don't be a jerk, Corey. <laughs> oh, sorry. Don't be a jerk. All right. Well, you, I should, I should, uh, you know, let people know that you were in high school, too. Yeah. Yeah, you were, well, I, said, college, I, wrote, I said it we as if college. You, we were in college. Oh, okay. Yeah, you made it sound I, like I was. You did it a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. No, you were, you were the same age. Yeah, it was, it was legal, everybody. It was legal. Hey, I like how you kind of hinted at coming and hang out with this likable team. You wrote a column about just how likable this team was. Mm. I got to kind of hang out with them in a, in a roundabout way on Tuesday. Uh, they did their kind of community service. They, a lot of these bowl situations, these bowl games, gives opportunity for these uh, these athletes that are, you know, kind of idols for some kids or at least can be really good kind of role models for a little brief fleeting moment to, um, you know, make a little bit of a difference. I think they partnered with the Boys and Girls Club over at the Fun Spot, Corey, Ooh. which... I mean, it's... Was it fun? They're not going to get sued for, you know, false advertising. It's, okay. It's legit. It was fun. I mean, it's full-on amusement park inside arcade. All those... I was hoping maybe, you know, Jordan or one of those guys would make their way to the arcade and do some of the throwing games, maybe some skee-ball, kind of show off their arm talent. Right. Hand talent. They didn't do that. But um, it was just cool, again, to kind of see these, these guys hanging out and just see how down-to-earth and truly, um, you know, just how truly they enjoy being around each other. Alex Atkins mentioned it during the press conference on Monday about how all these programs, everybody talks about family, right? Like everyone yeah. talks about family or brotherhood, but you know, that's, they, they do live and kind of breathe it, man. I think that probably is part of the reason why 
they're all playing in this game. Like yeah. They don't want to let each other down. That's something Alex Atkins mentioned. That's a thing that you really can't teach, but they really do play for one another. Kind of think that, that kind of bled over into your column a little bit, feels like. Yeah, a lot. Um, that was kind of, you know, in this day and age, you know, the team you're playing uh, has four very important pieces that decided not to play. Um, you have had nobody come out and say, I'm not playing, even though you have some guys that might be in the NFL next year um, have decided in, that, that they're, they're going to play one last time for this team. And that was kind of the, the gist of the column is like how enjoyable this season's been. And it, obviously it's been enjoyable for us, but you can tell it's enjoyable for them too. And they want to finish out something. And I think that's, it's commendable if nothing else, right? In this mm -hmm. day and age, and, and I'm a cynic as well as much as the next guy, but in this day and age, and I know it's very easy to be cynical about this sport right now, this is a team and a group of players that went from, I mean, legitimately the lowest of lows. You can't get lower than that, that second game of the season last year. And then following up, that up with two more losses. You, you can't get lower than that at a place like Florida State. Then to, to do what they've done the last, the, well, the last three months, but really the last, you know, 13 months, is uh, it's just been really cool to watch. And that's why they're so likable is because we rode it with them. We were on the ride with them. We, you could have made a case that they were the worst power five team in the country for the first four weeks of last season. And now they're one of the best. And we've gotten to see that up close and personal. You and I personally at practice, mm -hmm. but everybody else through those videos and through watching them play on Saturday and all the interviews you guys watch on YouTube, you get to, you've gotten to hear from these guys and watch them grow and that makes them really likable, and it, it culminates with, you're in the Cheez-It Bowl, you're not in the playoff, man, you're in the Cheez-It Bowl. And every single one of these guys wants to be here and try to get that 10th win. Mm. Now, Jamie Robinson said, when we, when we finish up with our 10th win, we're about to finish up with a 10th win. He's got the card punched. He does, man, he says whatever, but um, even still, luckily there's no, there was no Oklahoma media there to report back to the, to the Sooner Nation, but, um, but Are yeah. they here yet? Have you been up to the hospitality room? Uh, no, I haven't been up there yet. I'm waiting until we're done with this. We'll see. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, apparently apparently, there's some stuff going on in this country with the, with the air travel. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to besmirch any airlines in particular, but holy moly. But, but seeing how they've gotten, where they've come from to where they are, I think that's what makes them likable too, right? It's not, yeah. it's not just nine wins. That's awesome. It's the way they've gotten the nine wins on, uh, you, you know, basically... You thrash Miami. You have, yes. a thrilling, you have a thrilling victory against Florida. And then sandwiching between all that was a lot of romps, you know, a lot of thrash. But also coming on the heels of a three-game losing streak, which we've seen Florida State teams in the past just spiral, but also on the heels of the previous three years. For them to make this season, uh, no, we're not doing that again. We're going to be a good team. We are finally going to take that next step. And they took a couple steps, actually. That's what, to me, and they play hard. They, they, and they're all going to be here. That matters, man. I, I just think, I don't know that we'll ever feel this way about a Florida State football team again in the sense that let's say next year they go 10-2. and two. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a chance some of these guys that have come back, if they're playing in a 10-2 and two bowl game, might say, you know what, I'm peacing out. I'm going, it's this season. It's this particular season where they're like, no, we're going to make history and we're going to get that 10th win. We want to get that 10th win. They all want to play together, man. I, I don't know that you can count on that ha lasting forever. Yeah. That's what, again, what makes this team so unique, I think. You know, in that vein, though, I, I think I, w I, wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge them if they did next year because I, I think they realize that playing in this game, and we've talked about over the years, we haven't been a part of it, but so many times bowl games, 
that is that to me is the fake momentum if you want to pull a Manny Diazm out the out the bag. Like teams that win a bowl game or the are the hot in vogue offseason team right like, oh, they won four of their last five, they had a really good bowl win. Watch out for them in twenty in the following season. But I really feel like they beat Oklahoma, that gives them momentum going into next year. And if next year falls short of the really lofty goals that I think they have for themselves, I could see them being like, All right, man, you know, we came back, we ran it back because we yeah. want to do something really special. Now with your blessing, Florida State yes. fans, like we're going to maybe do a little something that's a little maybe selfish, look out for our best self-interest. I can respect that, man. Like, and I'll be yeah. totally fine with it. Hopefully they won't be in that position. But again, like I will appreciate what they're doing now because I think what they're doing now, a lot of it is in the moment. Um, it, but I think a lot of it too is like, man, we really think if we go out there and put together another solid game and that'll just, it, it's us being around each other, giving us the opportunity to play another game. But I think they, they truly believe that that will help them launch into the, into the off season too. And I, I think you can feel it. Like, I think they feel how beloved they are by this fan base. And again, as I wrote in the column, they're, they're not one of the best teams in program history by any stretch. They're not a top 20 team in program history. But they're one of the most enjoyable, likable teams because of the fact that they're all playing in this game. In the current, you could point back and say, like, yeah, they all played in the All-American Bowl in 86 too. Well, yeah, man, life was different in 1986. There aren't teams... The, the, at the the you know at the status of Florida State that have all the guys play in a bowl game that's not a championship game so um, yeah and I and I also write in the column that like um, you know I don't judge the guys that he, I don't judge those Oklahoma guys necessarily for not playing in this bowl game they got a future to think about but I do judge Jamie Robinson for playing in the bowl game mm. you know what I mean like that it's not just bad judgment it can be good judgment too and I and I write specifically about Jamie. Because, you know, I, I got to watch him practice during this bowl prep some. Uh, not down here, obviously, but back in Tallahassee. And, man, the guy just, he, can, he, he competes in every drill. He is a star safety who is probably going to be drafted in a few months. And he is still competing on December 10th like he's a third-string safety trying to get the coach's attention. And there, there just aren't many people built like Jamie Robinson, man. Just, they just aren't. And um, I, I'm really, really uh, just – it's been a joy to watch that guy play, and I hope he gets his, uh, his flowers, his just desserts, however we phrase it now, mm. um, because he's meant a lot to this program, and you need dudes like that. You, you need guys like Jamie Robinson because they don't – they're not – you know, they're, they're not a dime a dozen. There's not a lot of them out there, and he is just the way he is, not necessarily his vocal leadership, mm -hmm. Just the fact that he's out there every day, every practice, even being who he is, I think speaks volumes and is a great, a great role model for Shaheen Brown and people like that to follow. Yeah. Yeah, we've always thought about, you know, uh, like a Jalen passing it to Derwin kind of torch kind of moment, you know, because we think he's like these NFL elite guys. But, man, I think so much uh, is being passed down now. Like, I think Jermaine Johnson gave a little bit to this, to this locker room. Absolutely. So that they were able to hold on. Keir he gave, he gave but a Keir lot. Thomas, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Keir Thomas wasn't an NFL draft pick. Yeah. I think he played this year in the NFL some, but he wasn't a draft pick. But he mattered too. Jamie Robinson matters. I don't know where Fabian Lovett's going to be drafted, when he's going to be drafted, but he matters. Like, all that stuff matters, and it gets passed down. Like I say a lot, the Tony Douglas thing. Those kids, those, they had six freshmen on that Tony Douglas team that made the tournament after a 10-year drought. All six of those freshmen, at least five of them, played the next three years, and they always made the tournament. They learned from Tony. Tony was the best teacher. Tony was more important for their development, that one year of being around Tony, probably then the assistant coaches, just in the sense that they saw what hard work was. Mm -hmm. And these guys get to see what Jamie Robinson is. Mm -hmm. And they're like, man, 
if I gotta be, if I want to be the player I gotta be, I gotta be like that dude. And it's it's invaluable, which means more than valuable. Okay. Um, the, to 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 play, it's like infamous, infamous. Infamous. It's more than famous. Um, you you've got to be you you you've got to have guys like that that show the way. You can't just have Coach Woodson or Coach Fuller or Coach Norvell telling you to get out there and work hard. You got to see it for yourself, and that that guy is just the proof, man. He is the proof. Uh, Florida State will have a final practice later this morning. Uh, we'll be able to film, I think, the first two periods. So uh, oh, there you go. Click nice. on that video, everybody, and then there'll be the uh, before that though will be the coaches' press conference. Brett Venables and Mike Norvell both together here at the uh, lovely Rosen Center. Rosen Plaza, Plaza, Plaza maybe? Yeah. Plaza, all right. Yeah, a lot of Rosen. Never knew they were such a... It's a Rosen-heavy Rosen heavy area. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And uh, apparently the Clemson band is here in the hotel tonight as we record this, at, along with the marching chiefs. Clemson's on the way to Miami yeah. for their game, but they stopped for the night in the hotel, and the marching chiefs are staying here too. Well, they bust? Clemson yeah, I guess, bust? yeah. Huh. Look at that. Hey, it's holiday season. It's bowl season, as we mentioned. Lots of bowl games going on. Mm. Clemson in a bowl game. Florida State in a bowl game. You I, don't know think, we... I don't think we nailed the Memphis-Utah State game, Aslan, last time I checked in. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll do a final tally of everything that's going on in the bowl season with Corey and I. But you folks know better than us. Uh, why don't you head over to mybookie.ag, make your picks, use the promo code WARCHANT on your first deposit. You could receive a deposit bonus of up to $200 cash bonus instantly. Again, we use the promo code WARCHANT. Get your bet in, win. You put your money, pull it right back out, and spend it. Lots of good deep discount holiday season Ooh. stuff going on, Corey, uh, with the holiday season here being with the bowl season. Uh, the games that we've got going on coming up today, Corey, over at MyBookie when it comes to uh, the bowl season, uh, we're going to go with, um, let's keep, let's, go, let's, let's, let's give the ACC some love. we got UCF taking on Duke. Ooh. Duke given three and a half. I'll, I'll take the three and a half points if I'm a, I'll take, I'll take UCF. Yeah, me too. No. Yep. Oregon taking on North Carolina. Is is Bonix gonna stay in yeah. Eugene? He's not gonna go to Tempe and hang out or Tucson. And no, he said he Kenny. was coming back to Oregon for another year. Incredible. Phil Knight, man. Oregon giving out 13 points. That seems like a lot, right? Like is Drake May not playing? Do you want that or do you want to do the over under 75, big dog? Ooh. Ooh. 75? That's, That's a, a huge big number. number. Big number. Man. I, let's do the over, but it, only because it's more fun to root for an over. Right, absolutely. Absolutely. All That's right. 10 touchdowns. Though. That is. That is. Kansas, 11. Arkansas, Texas Tech, Mississippi also going on, also known as Ole Miss. Make your picks over at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHAN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. 
Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Let me pull up my uh, my Twitter here, Corey. Every now and then there's some you know mentions, if you will. Mm. Um... Our guy Knowles for life, Knowles for L. Hey guys, I was watching a Braden Fisk highlight, and the announcers pronounced it as Fisk, silent E. Mm. Just a heads up after listening to the Wake Up War Champ podcast this morning. It'd so. be cool if it was Fisky though, because then you could do Fisky business. <laughs> you like that? Oh, yeah. I can't think of anything with Fisk. Yeah. Not really. I mean, there's Carlton Fisk, but that doesn't really apply to him. The game of Fisk. The game of Risk. Oh man. Fiskay. Yeah. Oof. No, 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 nothing. Cafe Fiskay? Like I said, Florida didn't you can't think really think that. of anything with Thank Fisk. Thank God the Gators didn't think about that one. Yeah. Uh, they were too busy celebrating Graham Mertz. Yeah, Shout big out Wisconsin quarterback. Yeah. Hey, hey, speaking of transfers, though, um, you know, because this pertains to Florida State, is uh, Sam Hartman, apparently, he's in the portal, mm. and apparently, the word, as we record this, Notre Dame is, as you mentioned yesterday, is the uh, heavy favorite mm. to land uh, Sam. I, I think Pete Thamel. Yes. Said that I don't get to see his tweets because he blocked me <laughs> ten years ago. Um, but I'll appara- reach out to Pete. I'll see what no, I can do. No, please don't. I'm fine with it. But um, he did say that uh, that I guess that's where everything is leading. Is Hartman going to Notre Dame? Um, that's for Florida State's purposes, man. Yeah. It's kind of a big deal, right? The guy that could be coming back. You you've had two quarterbacks from good teams. Two teams that beat you. Actually, all three starting quarterbacks that beat you this year have entered the portal. That's crazy. You're nine and three, and all three quarterbacks you lost to uh, are now, are in the portal and are going to be at other schools. DJ is at Oregon State. Yeah. Leary's at Kentucky, and apparently Riley Skinner, not Riley Skinner. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. Stop. Sorry, Sam. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. You're better than Riley Skinner. Uh, Sam Hartman is uh, is uh, heading to uh, South Bend. Yeah. And uh, next season, actually, I don't know why they. There's, I don't know. Maybe you'll play him in a bowl game. He could, he could. Um, yeah, we actually do have Wake on the slate next year, too. Yeah. So that's good. They're go. at Winston-Salem. So look, they're yeah. all, they're, I, I don't expect them to be an easy out because they're still going to be well coached and they have a good, uh, good offense. Yeah. But they're losing most of their offensive line yeah. and their quarterback. Those receivers got to be probably due up to... You would think. Maybe, maybe they're going pair. to South Bend with them. <laughs> they can do the... Uh, I mean, you know they practice three periods a day, Wake Forest practices, selling defensive pass interference. <laughs> legitimately, Sam, throw it short like you always do. Let me reach back and act like I've been kicked in the stomach by this DB, and let's go get that free 15. It's an art. It's an it art. is absolutely an art, and you cannot convince me they don't practice it. I know they do. It's like Duke practicing taking charges. Mm. Corey, I'm going to read you a quote. I'm fired up to have player X join our program. He has been an extremely productive playmaker with his relentless style of play and versatility along the defensive line. Is that, is that David Pollock's scouting report or Braden Fisk? Yeah, it sounds like it could be. Well, it's from Mike Norvell. Yeah. It's, not, it's not David Pollock talking about uh, Braden Fisk. But, uh, yeah, it kind of sounds the relentless part. And that's the thing about Jermaine. Because usually, look, man, I'm not trying to be racial about it, but usually they reserve that kind of uh, characteristic for a white Defense, mm-hmm. a never-ending motor, motor that doesn't quit. Right, yeah, yeah. David Pollock, that's all they said. And yeah. fo- folks that are too young to have remembered him as a player, good grief, man. That he was, 
he was Tebow before Tebow and how they praised that kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just overflowed. Coach on the field, gritty, never takes a playoff, all that stuff. And it was Rel- true. Endless, relentless, relentless motor. A, a, a never-ending motor. Yeah. But when you hear that, number one, Jermaine Johnson was absolutely the, the uh, That's a, Miami. epitome of that, yeah. man. He always played hard, yeah. always. And apparently this kid is the, the same way, which is, again, you need him. Uh, Jared Verse is pretty much like that, too, though, now. Like, yeah. Jared Verse doesn't take plays off, and he's been kind of injured most of the year. So, uh, um, yeah, that's a, that's a really good scouting report. Uh, a big physical playmaker that never takes a playoff, man. We'll, we'll take that. Who's on your Caucasian Mount Rushmore of interior defensive linemen in Florida State history? Who? Uh, great question, Aslan. Great question. I want to. Scholars del- have debated this. I, yeah, Mount and I, I, I love delving into this topic. I guess I brought it up. Um, the Ostazewski brothers, okay. uh, the twins from the early '90s, they were part of the dynasty. One of them, either Joe or Henry, was on The Biggest Loser on NBC. I think that's an NBC show. Yeah. Like five or six years ago, and lost hundreds of pounds. Out of boy. Um, and then one of their sons was a walk-on yeah. on the uh, the yeah, team here recently. So they're there, and then um, uh, Gerald Nichols who played mm. for the Jets. He was one mm. of the few good players in the mid-'80s on the defensive line back then. Uh, he'd be up there. I don't I don't think Bud Thacker makes the list. I can't throw Bud in the mix there. So we got a vacancy. We, you're exactly right. Okay. Yep, yep. Braden Fisk. By the way, we'll keep it this way. Got a white linebacker rolling in this year too, man. <laughs> yeah. Been a minute. I mean, I don't want to be lazy and compare him to, you know, uh, Pat Tillman, just because he's, uh, you know, well, got Tillman a long was a safety long. though. Well, I think he played a little bit in the box in college before he be- became right. a safety in uh, the, the league. He's got some hair on him though. That he does. He's got out. so he's got like Trevor Lawrence type hair. I mean, it's a lot. And he's a dude that played everywhere, man. Like, he played running back. Like he ran for yeah. hundreds of yards in a football game. I think and- he ran for like fifteen hundred for the year, something yeah. crazy, and scored like thirty touchdowns. Like he was a he. No, he is a. Uh, it's uh oh, what's his name? It's not Hendrickson. What is it? Uh, what, are we talk, what are we talking about? The linebacker. Oh, Blake Nicholson. Blake Nicholson. Yeah, um, yeah from uh, California. Manteca. Manteca. Um, he, man, he, he is a dude. Like, he yeah. runs. He's a, he's, he's a big, thick kid that can really move. He, there's a chance, I guess, he could play next year. But, yeah, he's, I think he's one of the guys that should contribute the quickest mm-hmm. is, is, that, is him. And then you also have uh, Friars. Uh, Kid yeah, coming Camden, in the next class. Camden, yeah. um, We're like the United Nations of football teams. I'm telling you, man. Lots of diversity. Uh, right. But, Mass uh, Romano's from Australia? I mean, come on. Can you believe it? IO's originally, I mean, he's been in America only for like five years or so. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but, but Fisk, you know, going back to that real quick, because they actually did, for the people that don't know, they did actually release that mm. on, on uh, what's today, Tuesday, Tuesday. that uh, they, they released that he, he had signed his grant and aid so they can talk about him. That's why Norvell's allowed to talk about him. Mm-hmm. He signed his grant and aid, so they, they did their whole thing on Twitter where they welcomed him to the family and everything. Oh, right. um, that's, a, um, again, just an enormous, enormous addition, just a huge addition um, I, because they just needed, they needed a body up there, a, a difference maker, and they got one. And, I don't, again, like I said, I don't think they're done. Hokey kind of question, but just to fill out the rest of the show so it's not totally too short, I guess, kind of maybe bringing it back a little bit full circle about, like, the likability of this team. For so long, uh, when it comes to this sport, man, I just felt like you, there's a certain kind of duck that wins it, right? Like, you got to walk it, you got to talk it, you got to look a certain way to, like, win football games at a high level, uh, especially in college. You know, pro league, I mean, everything is so competitive in the NFL and so close on the margins that, you know, you can have, 
a Bill Walsh, you can have a Bill Belichick kind of dichotomy, if you will. Um, and you've mentioned it so many times, how like you, you hope that Mike Norvell is successful because you hope that it kind of opens up the door for more access for college football yes. fans to see their favorite teams because it's not going to affect the way you play on Saturday if you have a couple out-of-shape 40-year-old dudes and some college kids that are interning watching your football team practice. Who are you calling out of shape? We're not out of shape. Well, you know, there's some people on the beat, not us. Well, you know? okay, right, because we're in shape now, man. I mean, we're... We'd be we're like probably first, the if fittest. We, if we didn't pick up basketball, I mean, we're going first. Right? We're first picks. I don't know about that, teams. but we're definitely the fittest, like, podcast hosts. Yeah, on the beat, there's nobody that's close. Like, I mean, as a duo. There's one out there. There's one out there that's, you know. Right but there. as a duo, I'm okay, saying. As, right. a, as a whole show. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, are you yeah. kidding with this? Okay, we'll see. We'll see. That might be up for debate. That might be up for debate. But how cool would it be if, like, he wins with, not that Georgia and Alabama have bad guys on their team. But like, can can you can you win and smile? Like, you know, can you can you have a smile on your face and go play physical for sixty minutes and win football games? I saw somebody also comment about like Jordan Travis after his football career should go into like public service because he's so kind and has always got like, a, a smile on his face kind of thing. It's like, you know, that's I, I'm coming around to like I just thought you needed. I I I like the whole Jimbo. It's us versus them. Even when you're saying it's us versus the the media, us versus yeah. the world. Like our I'm own like, fans. Yeah, you know. Well, I don't know about our own fans, but. Uh, well, it know, was when they, after, yeah, I mean, that's why he shut him off Twitter. Because Florida State fans were mad at him because they had just lost a weight. So he's like, y'all don't need them. It's just us. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was like the, just distractions, period. But, I mean, you know, if, if they can win with the, the, this thing he's building, the way he's building, like maybe this hopefully could be a blueprint and uh, we'll live in a happier, cheerier college football world. I'll be interested. Uh, I really do want to see how Dillingham runs his program. Like, what's he going to do from a media perspective with Arizona State? What's Lanning done, I wonder? We should maybe look into that, yeah, too. Yeah, but, so. but Dillingham, I feel like, was more like under Norvell's wing than Lanning was. Um, like, more like a protege. Yeah, yeah. And, and as Norvell's tree gets bigger, because uh, Atkins will be doing this, too, one day, I wonder what they'll do. Because, again, it does not impact anything at all. At all. Um, as long as you have media members that aren't going to write, and if you do, you're done. Mm-hmm. There's, there's repercussions. But, yeah, I, again, I think it comes back to likability that, you know, I, I was thinking about this today because Georgia had their press conference, one, one of their press conferences before the Ohio State game, and one of the coaches talked for the first time all year. Mm. And I'm like, just how crazy is that? How crazy is that? 13 that, games later. That we live like that. They, they, they just college football media lives like that. And not, no, I shouldn't even, that's not what I mean. I don't mean college football media. College football fans go through an entire football season hearing from eight to 10 players in one coach or three coaches, maybe, but usually one at Georgia. It's one. Yeah. Um, maybe he lets the DC OC, maybe let's Munkin talk. I, I can't remember, but at Texas A&M it's one right. at Florida state. It was one. It's that's not a way to live life, man. This is college football. You're trying to elicit money from all these people to support your program. Let them get to know your program in Norvell's selling point that, cause I had no idea how he ran his practice when we were at his introductory press conference. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to be the, as whole, everything's open. I was like, what? Yeah, that was crazy. But everything's open. I want you to see what we do. He's so confident in the way he runs a practice, and the way he runs a, pro- uh, he has nothing to hide. He wants you to see it because he thinks it's a selling point for his program. You get to know the kids. You get to tell their stories. And that makes them more accessible to the, the fans. And the fans are what matters the most, much more than us. And he's, he's made it accessible to the fans. And that's why I'm so happy that they've had a year like this. Because it isn't like, if, if media, cutting out media and fan interaction meant championships, then what happened in College Station? Yeah. You know, it, it just has no bearing on anything. 
It just doesn't. So it's cool. I, I just hope that coaches learn to, that there are more Mike Norvells in the world from that sense, that they realize what the media's role is, and it's an important role because we are the, we are the conduits to you guys. You get to hear, you know, we get to comment on players in practice in August. I was telling people in August, like, man, Rodemaker looks good, or somebody or Johnny Wilson looks amazing, or Amari and Cooper doesn't look good. Right. Um, all that stuff, we, because they're out there, man. If they're going to be playing on Saturday, and we all get to make our own judgments, then I think the thought is, yeah, you can make a judgment on Tuesday and Wednesday, and um, let your fan, let the fans know, and that's what's happened. I hope it becomes mainstream. I don't think it will. I think I not not unless he wins a couple championships, then maybe. That will happen, but I I can guarantee you, folks, there's no there's no program in the country, Division One anyway, with more access than Florida State, and they're nine and three, hopefully about to win their tenth game. That's cool, man. That is that's a really cool thing, and we don't take it for granted here. I hope you don't, because again, I think we've talked to every scholarship football player, literally every one. I I, I know with like sixteen and seventeen, we probably talked to fifteen total. That's 70 guys we didn't talk to. And one cut, that's nine assistants we didn't talk to. Willie was better, but not a ton better as far as during the season. This guy, we get to talk to whoever we want, kind of whenever we want. That's, uh, it's pretty remarkable. It's how more teams should do it because it lets the fans in. Don't push them away. Don't put up a wall. You need your fans, especially when you're struggling. You need fans and let them in. And Mike Norvell has done a great job of letting. Well, so have we, though, right? Yeah. We've let you guys in. We're like yeah. the uh, we're like the hostesses. All these observations, man. Mm. You know, all the all the smoke signals we let you guys know. The wink, wink, nod, nod. Who's practicing? Who isn't? Right. It's always there in the observations. Yep. Uh, with that said, let's go watch practice. Uh, before that, though, we'll get the press conference with Brent Venables, Mike Norvell. That'll be up on the website. It'll be up on YouTube. Then we'll go to practice. I don't think we can. We can only watch the first two periods too, because I don't think they want Oklahoma. And you're saying we as if I'm going to be there. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, that's Ira you. and I. Yeah, that's uh, you, dog. We'll be out there doing that, and um, should be out. Should be a little chill Wednesday. It's been a little, it's been a little crazy in Orlando. You guys, a little. I'm not redlined. What? But like, been a lot, a lot going on in Orlando. Wednesday's oh. going to be nice and I think manageable. Did you get a Tinder date? Since I saw you last? No. But oh. just like, man, that, that, that day at the thing was busy. I oh, yeah. I all that yeah. stuff together. I had to do the podcast. Yeah. I had to write. I had to write. You had to write. Yep. And tomorrow we got the thing at Harry Buffalo. That's right. It's well, going to be a later tomorrow. Today. Or later sorry, today. later today will be a very busy day. Yeah. Uh, it'll be good, though. One to three o'clock Can't live Can't wait to show, see you Jeff guys. Cameron. I hope you're all there. Yeah. Vishal will be there, I bet. I hope so. James yeah. B. will be there. Okay. Shane and Michelle will be there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Some pillars are going to be in the house. I think I don't know. If, I don't know if our guy Ray will be there. Ray will be at the game. I don't know if Ray's rolling in day of the game or not. But anyways, surprise us, everybody. Hey, everybody! There. If you're listening to this, come up and say hello. Hmm. There should be like a code word they could give us to let us know that they listened to this far into the podcast and they listened to today's show. You got one? Just like motor or like Pollock. Motor. Motor. Motor's a good one. Yeah. Motor. Motor. Right, I guys. like it. Guys and not gals. motor boat. Yeah. Motor. Yeah, guys and gals, come up and say, hey, hey, motor. Mm. We know what's up. Yeah. You guys are the cool ones. Uh, Harry Buffalo, 1 to 3 o'clock live show, Jeff Cameron show. And then from 3 to 4, meet and greet with uh, Ira, myself, Corey, Jeff, and Tom. For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you for listening to Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill.